0: Well, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the TR90 Body Burn 30 Support Call. This call happens Monday through Friday at this time, which for me is 6.40 Pacific Time, 7.40 Mountain Time, 8.40 Central Time, and 9.40 Eastern Time. Thrilled to have you along with us. If you ever miss these calls, you can pick them up on an application called SoundCloud or wherever you get your podcasts by putting in Frank, F-R-A-N-K, Lomas, L-O-M-A-S, and TR-90, or Frank Wilmus and Solutions, the digit 4 anti-aging. Our panel does these calls in support of your TR-90 efforts. And um, if you're listening to this and it's a podcast and you wish to catch us live, if you dial in to 712-775-8972, when it prompts for the conference code, enter 910022 to join us live, we would be delighted to have you along with us. For those of you that do not know who I am, I'm Susan Mann out of Portland, Oregon, welcoming you to the call. Um, And as I said, these calls do happen Monday through Friday. I come to you with an education background, but I had a huge interest in um, health, exercise, and nutrition going back more than four decades. I had grandparents that had heart disease and diabetes, and I didn't want to get Those particular ailments, so I've done many things over the years to to, um, try not to get those. So when you're first starting out with the TR90 program, that's your one lean meal a day, two shakes a day, three snacks a day, 30 grams of protein at least three of those meals. And it can be plant protein as opposed to um, meat protein, so just that there is that supplements, take those 15 to 20 minutes before a meal is best, but if you're not able to do that, and I will say in my personal experience, about 35 to 40 percent of the time I had to take them with my meals, it'll still work. Seven plus servings of fruits and vegetables every single day. Those fruits and vegetables give you macronutrients, which are your proteins, your carbs, your sugars, your fats, Your micronutrients, which are your vitamins and minerals that are contained within those fruits and vegetables, and fiber. Fiber helps in two ways, one of which is with satiety or that feeling of fullness. And the other way that fiber helps is for good digestive health. Guys need 45 grams of fiber for that daily, and ladies, we need about 32 grams of fiber for that good digestive health. If you're getting all that fiber, well, then you need to get up and get moving. 30 minutes of moderate to heavy exercise, at least five days a week. That's the bottom baseline for exercise with this program. This is a lifestyle change, so you're working to build a good, healthy lifestyle going forward. And if you're exercising moderately to heavily, you need to take a look at your hydration. Hydration baseline is one ounce of water for every two pounds you weigh. So if you weigh 100 pounds, you should be drinking 50 ounces of water to start. If you're exercising heavily, you could lose up to a quart in an hour, so you'll need to bump it up from your baseline to offset what you're losing in perspiration. And the last thing that you need to think about is 7 to 9 hours of good quality sleep a night. That good quality sleep a night actually sets your brain up for making good decisions, helps restore muscles and tissues and repairs them while you're sleeping, stores memories. Uh, It just does a multitude of really important things while you're sleeping. So all all the research and study I've done over the years actually supports making sure you're getting that good quality sleep. And if you're not getting good quality sleep, take a nap and kind of get caught up so that your brain can make those good decisions. Now, today I am sharing some information out of a book that I'm using to help supplement that TR-90 program, which is called Eat to Live. It's written by Joel Furman, F-U-H-R-M-A-N. He's a medical doctor. Um, many of the things he espouses is in line with the TR-90 program and actually helps um, make you a healthier person. So... Today's topic is heart attack, counterattack. Two things are necessary to predictably reverse heart disease. One is to become thin and superbly nourished, and the other is to get your LDL below 100. Reversal of heart disease then occurs. If one expects to diminish atherosclerotic plaque over time, and stab- stabilize the plaque so the chance of having a heart attack it significantly decreases. I insist that he or she must strive to achieve the following per- parameters of normalcy. The patient must achieve a normal weight or become thin, less than one inch of abdominal fat in women and less than three quarters of an inch in men, or be in the process of steadily losing weight toward the- this goal the patient must achieve a normal cholesterol and his um, definition of normal it is an LDL cholesterol below 100. Most authorities are now using this as a benchmark. Drugs are rarely needed to attain this level when an aggressive nutritional approach is taken. An LDL below 100 earned As a result of nutritional excellence is much more protective than an LDL below 80 as a result of medication. When you achieve a favorable cholesterol level with proper nutrition you promote a whole cascade of favorable effects such as lower levels of inflammation, reduction of fat deposits all over the body, including inside blood vessels, lowering blood pressure, reducing the propensity of a blood, blood to clot. The patient's diet must be nutrient dense, animal products and detrimental fats can uh, must be avoided to prevent the after meal fat surge. Refined carbohydrates should also be avoided to prevent an after-meal glucose surge to control triglycerides. Blood pressure must return to within a normal level below 130 over 85 to be more improving and moving towards this minimal goal. The normalization of blood pressure as medications are gradually discontinued represents, excuse me, I thought I had us muted. I'm going to try this again. Um, uh, Let's see. The normalization of blood pressure as medications are gradually discontinued represents the reversal of atherosclerosis and is an important criterion to predict cardiac safety. The person who has removed his or her cardiac risk no longer requires blood pressure medication to maintain normal blood pressure readings. The vessels have become more elastic through nutritional intervention. So, uh, next topic we're going to kind of look at is the angioplasty and bypass surgery can be avoided. My vigorous nutritional-centered reversal treatment should be started in every patient diagnosed with coronary artery disease before elective revascularization procedures are considered. My experience has shown that most people who are patients will pursue the aggressive regime when it is supported by knowledge and involved physician who provides sustained guidance and support. After spending adequate time with the doctor reviewing all the risks of the conventional approach discussing how reversal is possible with aggressive nutritional management, how many patients do you think would choose to have their chest split open with bypass surgery? Even if you are lucky enough to have no post-operative complications from bypass, some degree of brain injury occurs in in almost every patient from the time spent hooked up to the heart-lung machine on a neuropsychological testing six months later about 20 percent still show deterioration brain injury can result from subtle degrees of intellectual impairment or memory loss to personality changes and permanent brain damage even if you do find After angioplasty, stent placement or bypass, atherosclerosis develops at a faster rate in those arteries that were subjected to bypass or angioplasty. The plaque grows faster after surgery. Approximately 25% of the arteries treated by angioplasty clog up again within four to six months. This is called restenosis. Restenosis is an a iatrogenic or a physician-caused disease because restenosis involves scarring it does not behave like native atherosclerosis and does not respond as favorably or as predictably to lifestyle modifications later on in other words because of the changes made to the atherosclerotic plaque by the angioplasty treatment, the blockages are less responsive to nutritional intervention when they return. Most patients are worse off after treatment, not better. If they have had followed my coronary artery disease reversal plan, instead, they would be watching their heart to, excuse me, get healthier each week. Stenting attempts to reduce the high risk of restenosis, but has not not solved the problem. Stents are tiny wire mesh tubes that are laced into the narrowed segment of the arteries that were stretched by balloon angioplasty. A stent may also cause vascular instability or inflammation where the stent ends and where the native plaque begins thus increasing the risk of coronary thrombosis. It would be good to remind patients that revascularization procedures do not influence the underlying disease because the rest of the coronary vascular with diffuse and angiographical noticeable atherosclerosis is still there, posing a risk for future cardiac events. Whether the procedure is done or not, heart attacks are most commonly occur when plaque or a lipid-rich segment ruptures. These vulnerable areas of plaque are not necessarily those that are seen as significantly narrowed on catheterization. Heart attacks still occur in the minimally narrowed segments. Segments, areas that may appear normal on cauterization, and stress testing. And um, tomorrow I'll be getting into most of an iceberg is hidden underwater. This is Susan Mann signing out for February 5th, 2024. At the top of the hour, if you scoot over to Facebook, One Team Global Live, one of our leaders will be sharing some information on how to build an skin business if that is something that you are interested in. I welcome you to come back and join me tomorrow. And on Wednesday, we have Frank up. This is Susan Mann signing out. I welcome any thoughts or comments you may have as soon as I get us off of mute. And if you're one of my shy people, you can always send me a text at 503-502-4863. Just let me know you're part of the TR90 group so that it doesn't end up in a spam folder. Absolutely delighted to have you with us. And also, much thanks to both Frank and Frank Lomas and um, Brian Curry because without those two gentlemen keeping us up and running technically, I don't know what we would do without them. Have a great day. So there we have it, my friends. Hopefully that you found that of interest to you. And if there's no other thoughts or comments, I'm going to go ahead and release this. And I hope you have a great day. Hope to see you back here again tomorrow. And I'm looking forward to sharing tomorrow's information with you as well.